And that's, I think, one of the filtration systems that you can have um, if you really like this person. Like, are you willing to stick out in this relationship even though you can't be physically intimate with them? You can't give them a hug. You can't really spend time with them. Now. You're sitting by the couch watching a movie together. You can't go to the movie house together and be connected physically. That's, I think, the time where you'll really see if the connection is there. Because if one of your comf comforts, which is physical touch, is taken away from you, are you still willing to build on that connection and build on that relationship? It was funny because I was listening to one of our first podcasts together, one of our first podcast episodes when we were still recording in your old house. And man, the world was so different then. Like, oh, no. comparing it to how things are now is so, so different. So we're all just trying to figure things out. And in about a month's time, it's going to be even different then. Because now we know for sure that we are not going to be in GCQ. We're not going to be in ECQ. We are going to be in mecxq 3 Dash seven four. I I don't know what <laughs> it is. Fortified with ginkgo biloba. <laughs> <laughs> so the the one thing that we were talking about yesterday, and you know, it, it's going to be a conversation that will continue to change uh, because of the, the world is going to continue to change. How is dating going to be like in this world, mm -hmm. the world that we're in right now, and what we believe the world will be in? let's say a month and a half's time, how is dating going to be? And it's going to be uh, an interesting conversation here because half of the show doesn't need to do that anymore. <laughs> so you've got fresh eyes. You've got, you've got an outsider's perspective as to what I think personally from a perspective of someone who's married and in a relationship, what it would be like for people to actually foster healthy dating relationships in the time of COVID-19, in this new normal that we have. And I think that, you know, even if you are in a relationship and you are married, I've always believed that you guys should still consider yourselves dating. Like, you should go out of your way to continue to date and find new ways to, you know, bring some, breathe in some new life into your relationship and keep that spark going. So we're going to be talking about what we, what is dating going to be like now or, or how you can date now and how is dating going to be like in the near future because mm -hmm. that's going to be a little bit interesting of a conversation. So Joyce, my question to you right now is as a, as somebody that is married, you know, what is it, what is dating like for you guys that you guys are stuck in the same house? So the general rule that I want to talk about with dating in the time of COVID-19 is you work with what you have and what you can. Um, for Wancha and myself, since we're in the same household, I work with what I can. So I cook him breakfast. I leave him a tiny note that, that tells him that, good morning, love. Have a great day. We allot one, once a week that we actually sit down, have dinner, no phones allowed, no work allowed, and we're just watching Netflix. We're chilling. We're spending time. We block out every lunchtime to watch a devotional together, pray together, eat together. And we block off time to just be together. And I feel like that's mostly what we can do since we're stuck at home. One time, um, Wancha surprised me with a romantic, quote-unquote romantic dinner by setting up our balcony with like a, a table and candlelight and cooking. 
wagyu cubes or something like that. Nagluto nice. siya ng wagyu cubes and rice. And and that's that's the general uh, umbrella of things that you can really do for dating in the time of COVID-19. Now, I was reading this article in Vanity Fair and it was entitled Corona Virus Could Change Dating Forever. And it's a really great article. We'll, we'll share it with you in the description of this episode. And it says, um, they interviewed Helen Fisher, who's an anthropologist and research fellow at the Kinsley Institute. Uh, and she says, and a longtime advisor at Match.com. So legit siya for dating. Pasok. Pasok. Sabi niya, catastrophes push us to make our next step in life. That's what they do. You may have been vaguely aware that you want or need a partner, but you're busy at work, you're busy with your family, you've got your weekends with friends, etc. But now the need for another person is going to be very vivid and sometimes awful for a lot of people. So that's why, according to this research also, Bumble reported that it saw an 84% increase in video calls in the U.S. during the week that ended March 27 compared to the prior week, 87%. And then messaging in the app was up 26% week over week for that same week. Um, it, It just, all of these online dating apps kept upgrading and upgrading and upgrading. So today we wanted to talk about what will dating look like in the future, right? Parts like... You for on the top of your head, what's what like what will be the activities like when you're gonna be dating someone new? I mean, I hope that thing. Obviously, the 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 hope of everyone is that everything goes back to normal. That you know mm-hmm. we can all date in the same way that we did and horribly mess things up on our own and not have uh, these outside forces be the reason that it's not going to happen. <laughs> but that's not what what we're probably going to be seeing. Uh, in the near future. Um, I think that it's, I honestly think that it's going to be a little bit tougher to date because I think that people are going to be a little bit more reserved with letting people into their personal space. Yes, but personal space doesn't necessarily have to be physical space. Yes. So how do you think it's going to go? Do you, do you think that it's the opposite of the way I see it? It's 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 definitely the opposite. Okay. And here's why. Fisher says, what's interesting about this, not terribly new. In Jane Austen's day, you did have a good deal of conversation with somebody before you went to bed with them. And during this quarantine period, we're seeing the same thing. The emergence of a stage of courtship before sex and even before meeting the person face to face. So she says, so I actually think it's rather positive. So what they're saying is, because of COVID-19, before kasi, we always look at conversation. And, and this is why I feel like some people don't really believe in Tinder dates that turn into marriages or mm-hmm. Bumble dates that turn into actual real relationships. But it, it, it has happened. happened for a lot yeah. of people. Even for some of my best friends that, that happened, you know, that, you know, they were talking online. They never saw each other. Then when they finally saw each other, there was a click and all of that. And then they eventually got married. And what they're saying is, may extend lang yung level of courtship. And the whole relationship will be predicated on your connection in conversation rather than in physical touch. Do you think that's a good thing? I think that that's a great thing. And, and exactly. And I, I hope that it that it does that. But the the main thing here is what you're looking what 
the conversation um, from that I'm getting from the article is that these are people that met during the quarantine. Yes. Uh, what about people that make that meet after the quarantine? Do you think that this will affect the way that people date when they meet after the quarantine? Because if you're just going to be focusing on the people that you meet now, yes, obviously things are, are going to be a little bit different. And I completely agree with that. But if you meet afterwards, letting someone in, is that going to change? Yeah, I mean, definitely it's going to change. They were talking extensively in this article about how, you know, courtship is going to happen. You're going to have to buy dinner for someone and exchange it in addresses. You're going to have to have, parang they were saying na, kailangan, the couples will be able, should be able to negotiate with one another. Negotiate meaning, okay, are we going to see each other in person after two weeks of not seeing anybody else and being quarantined in our homes so that we know that we're safe? So, hanbawa, you're dating someone new right mm-hmm. and you just met this person you're gonna be like okay we're not gonna have the date right now i'm gonna go home and stay home for two weeks straight you do the same thing and then after that we can spend time together gets that's one mm-hmm. second one is instead of actually going to restaurants or you know the, i've seen these setups in restaurants now where they put parang um cover yeah. per table Right? Like, dalawang tao lang na magkaharap yung pwedeng magkita. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of doing that, what they'll do is they'll send each other food or they have an agreement ah. that, right? You, you could send each other food na, hey, I, I just bought you some margaritas. I bought you your groceries for today. I ordered out Chinese for myself. I got one delivered to my house and one delivered to your house. You want a video call while we watch a Netflix show together? Aww. That's gonna happen. Or you could set up a meeting once a week and instead of just be, you can be in the same room, but you have to have an agreement. Are we going to be three feet apart, six feet apart just to be safe? Are we going to wear our PPEs? It's It sounds super weird now, but I tell you, human beings have the capacity to adjust and adapt in so many different ways. I mean, we never ha- had cars before. Like, we'd, we'd be so, like, demonic yan, cars. Like, what is that? <laughs> you know, machines, they're demonic, you know? The internet's evil. And then now everyone's on the internet. And you don't even see. there. Was, there there's a blurred line as to when the transition came. And I feel like that's the same thing that's going to happen with dating. I think that the one thing that we are kind of leaving out here is the love language that people have. Because for some people, <laughs> uh, spending time with, you know, is, is a huge part of it. Or, you know, if... if if acts of service or, you know, quality time, you know, or words of affirmation, that is going to be completely okay. I think you can still survive on dating with those three. But with yeah. people like, you know, that like me, I, I am, you know, my secondary is touch. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the sacrifices that exactly. I feel like people in the date. And, and that's when you know... And that's, I think, one of the filtration systems that you can have um, if you really like this person. Like, are you willing to stick out in this relationship even though you can't be physically intimate with them? You can't give them a hug. You can't really spend time with them. Now, you're sitting by the couch watching a movie together. You can't go to the movie house together and be connected physically. That's, I think, the time where you'll really see if the connection is there. Because if one of your comfort comforts which is physical touch is taken away from you are you still willing to build on that connection and build on that relationship 
right? Yes, I, I completely agree. And the way that I see it, the way that um, that I kind of see how dating is now is that all, you know, if you are a, like, like for instance, for me, um, my love language is touch. Uh, I think that we are all trying to learn the different ways that we are loved. Um, whether it, it was, you know, somebody that is, you know, talking to you more and you're understanding now the beauty of words of affirmation or you're understanding the, the sacrifice that it is sometimes for acts of service that somebody is going out of their way to going to the grocery for you. And, and before you might not have understood or that didn't mean much to you, but now you, you really do. So if before your acts of ser- or your, your love language was so set in, okay, it's, it's quality time and, and, you know, and gifts, mm. things are very, very different. Now we are looking at it through a very different, um, uh, prism, so to say, and we're seeing the different ways of love in a very, very a more understanding point of view. And when you look at it, that's really what relationships are all about, Parts. I mean, when you go into a relationship, what you'll notice is that your partner doesn't have the same love language as you. They they may have complementary love languages, but it's not the same as you. And so I think now we're learning to adjust to show our affections and our love in ways that don't necessarily feel natural to us, but is necessary. And and with relationships, it's always like that. Sometimes it doesn't feel natural to apologize or to woo someone or to let down your pride and say sorry. But that's what you're supposed to be doing. It's unnatural. You want to stick by your pride. You want to stick by what you want and what you need. But for a relationship to work, you have to adjust and do things that feel unnatural to you. And that's basically the same thing that we're doing now, except in a, in a more amplified environment. Um, on the flip side of it, though, okay, um, do you think that people are going to be more cautious about it? Because, you know, things are not normal, and we're seeing things very differently. Uh, one thing that I noticed is that um, a lot of the people that I'm talking to are not as open to letting new people in, mm. in terms of that, you know, uh, that side of their lives. So they'll let in maybe one or two, but that that might be it. I mean, as you said, there's still a lot of people that are are on dating sites and and getting you know conversation that way. But it is really a, a top line level of of connection sometimes, and they're a little bit afraid to go deeper into a, a more uh, you know well yeah like a deeper connection. Do you think that that might carry over? Give it six months. Like, That's true. I, I doubt that you'll be comfortable still just, you know, keep keeping people out when you literally have nobody else to talk to. Human beings need human connection. That's that's natural. That's nature. And, and that's why we're so obsessed with physical touch because physical touch is the easiest way for us to connect with people. I remember Erin telling me before that whenever I want to make a connection with someone, when I'm talking to them, I touch their hand, I touch their shoulder because I feel 
feel I, I I'm so anxious. And so one of the ways that I soothe myself and make sure that I'm making a connection is not just through conversation. I need to touch this person. I need to hug this person. But since we can't do that now, it has to start and end in conversation. So even the people who are not feeling comfortable with making deep connections right now, I don't think they'll feel the same way in a couple of months. Because, you know, there's that human need for connection. You're going to want to have that connection one way or another. How much longer do you think it'll take before we can trust quarantine feelings? Because we've said it so many times on the show and I will continue to abide by that. Uh, For me, it is law. It is written (laughs) on my wall. Do not trust quarantine feelings. Yes. But I think that... You know, we are settling into it as much as we are getting comfortable with life now and, and sometimes a little bit too comfortable that you might be throwing a birthday party when you shouldn't be throwing a birthday party. <laughs> but, you know, are we how long do you think it'll take before we get completely comfortable and really allowing people in on a more deep level uh, and on a more widespread um, you know, populace as well? It really depends on the person parts. You know, it really depends on the personality of the person that you're talking with. Some people are easily adapted, you know. Some people feel comfortable kaagad even in dire situations. Other people need time. And I think it's not a question of how long, but how much conversation are you willing to put in? How much effort are you both willing to put in? You know, and and if you keep compounding that effort, keep compounding that time together, that conversation together, and build Building a relationship off of conversations and sharing important and and personal parts about who you are, it really does not depend on how long, but how much you're willing to give and how much that person also is willing to give. If that happens in a span of two weeks, good for you. For me and my husband, it happened in a span of seven months and then we got married. For some people, it might be longer. Some people take five years to get married, but it's the same outcome. So it really depends on the situation and the kind of personality that you guys have. But I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. What What are the, the fears, naman, you think, that people now who are out there and, and, and are trying to date, what are the constant fears that would hover over your head? Or, you know, when you're talking to someone, this is a constant fear that you're feeling at the back of your head. Uh, of course. The, the one thing will, that immediately comes to mind is this person might just be bored. Like, that is obviously <laughs> the, the first thing that will come to mind. Or another one would be, maybe this person just really wants to use me to buy some alcohol for them. And then that, that, that's like the only thing. Like it, it, you don't know the motives mm. sometimes but, of people. But then again, you don't also know the motives of people, even in physical face-to-face. That is exactly a very good point. And, and that's why I will still, no matter, no matter how much I, I will preach that I don't trust quarantine feelings... I will still try and fight for it. You know mm. what I mean? I, I still know that, you know, as much as I didn't trust somebody back when they were right in front of me and, you know, still my girlfriend, mm. you know, I, I still have to look at it right now and say, you know, is, is this the same as that in terms of how I should be trusting it? Obviously, they're not the same when you're looking at it, but the core of it, the trust of it, is what will you know make you move past either of them so 
the way that I see dating now is if somebody is honest with you, regardless of it being quarantine or not, I think that honesty is something that you can see, something that you can feel, and something that you can hear, regardless if that person is in front of you or not. Best perfect and, and a great example of this are long distance relationships. Yes. Before there were quarantines or anything like that, there were there were long distance relationships that have blossomed that have also shown that they were nowhere near the type of relationships that, that they were. This person that you might be texting or dating or whatever might be in the same city, might even be a couple streets down from you that you can't see, but you have to still treat it the same way. Yeah. If long distance relationships can work for some and not work for some, it's the same way with a quarantine distance mm-hmm. relationship. And I think also one of the things that we have to remember, especially people who, who are dating, relationships are a risk, whether it's online or in person. It's always a risk. There's always a risk for it to work out or to not work out. There's always a risk for it, for the person to actually be dishonest with you. There's always that risk. And you you can't, ang, I always say, kahit anumang precautionary measures ang gagawin mo sa pag-ibig, lagi kang magkakaroon ng chance na masaktan at sa, manakit. There's there's always that capacity. And and you can't make this ECQ as just an ex- excuse why it didn't work out. Because as you mentioned, LDR people make it work. I have a friend, um, and she's based here in the Philippines. Her boyfriend at that time was based in New Zealand or somewhere in, in Europe, not pala New Zealand. And they made it work for three years. After three years, he proposed, they got married, and then now they moved to a different country together. And so, you know, it... It could work out. That's that's like a, a half a half a day difference of time. So uh, yeah, I have a friend who is in a long distance relationship with somebody that's in Australia, and they were they've been dating for for quite a while now, way before this. And when we were in one of our group chats, she was like, "Ha ha ha." Welcome to my world, and I know how to do this already. You guys have no idea. So, in essence. LDR, you can always put that right next to SDR, socially distanced relationships. (laughs) That's where we're at right now, where if you guys are in an SDR, you are going through pretty much the same type of problems that LDRs are going through. Uh, It was funny because I was reading, I was reading uh, uh, like some jokes online and um, at the end of the quarantine, there's either going to be a lot of people that are single or people that are going to be pregnant. Because those are the people that are not in SDRs. Mm-hmm. That they are in, you know, situations where they are in the same house. With with you, Joyce, whatever, if you guys have a kid, I, I'll i be jumping through the roof. You know, I'll, I'll be so happy because I'm going to be a Nino. But, you know, all I'm saying is, if you guys are in an SDR at the moment, or you're trying to get into an SDR, um, you have to understand as well as how, you know, you have to look at it as... It being the way that it is. The, whenever I talked to my friends that were in LDRs, the one thing that they told me was the the number one rule was not to make it feel like it was a hindrance. Like, they knew that it was a problem. They knew that it was, you know, something that was getting into the way of their relationship. But they did not give it power. Mm-hmm. They knew that it was there. They acknowledged it, but they didn't give it power over the relationship. 
Ang ganda. Ang ganda nun. Okay, so Erin Atayda, let's, let's pretend that you're okay. starting an SDR with someone. Oh, what are, I wish. What do you think are the healthy ground rules that you guys could both operate by to make sure that this SDR works? One, I, I obviously I have no idea. So I, you can take my advice and just you know say Aaron has no idea what he's talking about, which is absolutely true. But I have thought of some rules that really come to mind. Obviously, so so sandbagger mo Aaron Tide. Wala akong alam dito. Wala akong alam dito ha. Pero here's 100 options for you to yeah. check out. I wrote a book. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. One, 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 I think, is don't talk to each other the whole day. Mm. And what's your reason for that? Because you should, if you guys are in an SDR and you guys, like, let's say, you, you know, when you're dating in, during the real world times, uh, you would see each other, like, every night after work and all that. And then that's when you guys would catch up about what happened during the day and all that. And, you know, you talk about uh, other things that are happening in your life. But if you guys are texting the entire day, you kind of get a little bit too comfortable with it and you don't look forward to that that allotted time where you guys are talking to each other. Like when you would look, like when you would be in the office or, or you'd be in school and you'd be like, man, I can't wait till everything is done because I will get to see this person and I will be able to talk to them. And you're, you you have that in the back of your mind where it's like, man, I am so excited to see this person if you guys, the only thing that you have is texting or video calling and all that, and you guys do that the entire day, you have nothing to look forward to when it comes to your relationship. And I also have to add, um, that keeps away from your productivity, right? Yes. And and your brain could actually connect that I'm not being productive and it's because of this person, right? Instead of acknowledging that it's actually your negligence to productivity. So yes. I like what you're saying. Um, basically set packets of time where you're talking and spending time with one another. Not only so that you'll have something to look forward to, but also so that you have something to talk about with your partner. Yes. Kasi wala na kayong ginagawa pa sa bahay. I promise you, if you st- the re- one of the ways that Wancha and I are not fighting so much in this quarantine is because we have our own work are- areas. And for maybe six or seven hours in the day, we don't see each other. We see each other every 30 minutes or every hour or so. But we only get to talk about, hey, what happened to your day? We actually have something to talk about. Because, you know, we're doing work when we're apart from each other. So it would be really nice to encourage one another to be productive. You know, hey, I'm going to go and, um, you know, you can set up a time now. Let's have breakfast and dinners together all the during the time of quarantine and um, I'm gonna go and study a new language or try a new hobby I'll try to help out in this charity I'll tell you about it later when we have dinner together that's nice diba? yeah I, I completely agree and it was something that um, uh, the, the next one is something that uh, oh, actually going back to that uh, it was something that that happened with me and my friends in, in one of our zoom calls and somebody asked oh so like what's new with you guys and we had nothing to say. Like, we realized how boring our lives are. And you don't want that to be something that will hinder your SDR. Where it's like, ay, boring pala niyang tao. Hello, walang nangyayari. 
Like there's I have new I have no new stories to tell my friends. Yeah. Other than, you know, like whenever we do the show and stuff like that. And my friends have nothing new to tell me if I'm talking to them the entire day. Yeah. So I think that that is the same way that it should go if you're in an SDR. Try and go through the entire day. Try and, you know, find you know things that you read online or something like that. No matter what, you still need to stimulate this person mentally. If that is the only thing you have, that is the only thing you can cling to, try and find things that will make this person attracted to you on a mental and emotional state. And that's also a way, I think, for for you to personally protect yourself and protect the other person from being overly dependent on you. Because if you're talking with each other the whole time, if you're not if you're not having lives outside of the video calls and the texting, you won't you will completely depend on this person for everything. You would want for them to give you happiness. You would want for them to inspire you and do all of these other things for you when you're supposed to be doing that for yourself. It's easy to fall into that trap, especially during ECQ because you literally have nowhere else to go. You're just talking to this person. So if you don't make a conscious effort to not be totally dependent on this person, you will be because we are in the middle of a crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, another another thing that I I would love to do if like I was in an SDR, uh, it, it, to piggyback on something that you were talking about a while ago, set up a date night, like a real date night, where I love the idea that you had where... You order food for the person and you order the same food and then you guys pretend like it like well not really pretend you guys really have a date because this is the way that it is if you're going to, again know the limitations that you have acknowledge it but don't let it be a hindrance mm-hmm. so if you guys both like burgers or something like that or, go, or like have you know order some food you were going to buy food for that person on a date anyway like do that and the one thing that I did notice um, is there are no more small, like, actions of love. I think everything that you do for somebody that you love nowadays, whether it is platonic or romantic or familiar, you know, it is all magnified. Mm-hmm. And if you before thought, oh, no, bringing somebody to dinner is nothing. Man, bringing somebody dinner now is so, so huge. Yep. And cooking someone dinner like what Wancho did for you, that is so, so big mm-hmm. uh, of an action for somebody. So that might be something that you might want to look into. Yeah. And, you know, even with small things, like I love it when my friends send me funny videos on the internet or like they found out that Hamilton is going to stream on Disney Plus this coming August. The, or, or July, send a check. Um, they, they sent me that link. And even something as small as that shows that you're thinking about the person throughout the day. And when you're in SDR, that's one of the things that you'd love for, for, for the person to do for you, right? Like send them a nice little video. Send them a, hey, here is a quote that I really love that encouraged me today. Hey, this is what I'm listening to right now while I'm preparing for, for my video call. You know, send them those tiny little things and that's that's the small acts of love that i think people will remember even while you're in sdr yeah and they will know the personality that you have even more yeah Um, if you like tagging them on memes and stuff like that because i i love getting tagged on memes because 
when people have the same you know humor as I do <laughs> I I'm, I'm gone like that is it I am done so you know if, if you're that is the way that you show your personality in the new world so be it you're not in front of the person where you can tell the jokes all the mm, time and, and the, you know sometimes jokes are better said are better shown than said you know you have to be there like that whole saying you had to be there to to, to get the joke at least now you have new ways of letting them know your personality mm. tagging them on this tagging them on that and it's it, sometimes it's not even just like hey you know blah 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 i enjoy it sometimes when my friends just at me on things yes. that they find even that alone is just like hilarious for me so just bra. because of the fact that i know that they were thinking about me and I, and in that moment and that means the world mm-hmm. one more thing that i may add to that um invite them to group activities that you and your friends are probably yes. doing online like for example if you and your friends have a book club right and you're like oh i'm reading this book or this article and we're going to talk about it at the end of the week on saturday could you join us me and my friends are doing it or hey i know you've been struggling to work out because it's been really tough for everyone why don't we set the zoom workout together on saturday you know things things like that or let's let's watch this movie together tell me what you think i'll watch it within the week then maybe we could have dinner afterwards and talk about it so just small things like like that will will really help you like my girlfriends and i we set up every and we schedule this as and nobody can touch not even our husbands or our families can touch our saturday nights at 9 p.m when my friends kids are sleeping when their dinners with their loved ones are done we sit down and every week meron coming topic like last week on topic namin uh business ideas that you want to try now that there's ecq nice. so, you know, small things like that yeah um to take it you know to add it into the list i think it was just because you're alone doesn't mean you have to do your activities alone. Mm. Um, so if, for instance, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I There was one yoga, yoga class that I took where the, yogi, the, the yoga instructor even pointed it out like, oh, there's two people here in, in the Zoom call that are... Um, that they're dating and wishing them the best of luck. They've never done yoga together, so let's give them like as much energy as possible. Oh, cute! And, and that is so awesome. Just because you guys aren't together doesn't mean you can't do activities together. Mm-hmm. So find what you can do. Um, obviously, you can't take up like archery class right now or something <laughs> like that. But you know, try and find if there are. Like maybe book clubs or something like that that that, that you guys might Facebook be interested groups, in. Like SOS. Facebook groups like SOS. Fantastic group. You know there there are boundless boundless things that you guys can do now. I know friends that are dating that are taking up online classes together. And they're studying together. You know what I was telling Wancho? Sabi ko, let's study a language together. Para meron tayong secret language, di ba? Parang pwede natin pag-chismisan yung tita natin sa harap niya. Yung <laughs> 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 iniisip namin, like, study a language together or something like that. Do something that you know, parang magkakaroon kayo ng... I think that gives such a personal and strong connection when you both have something that only you two could understand. Yes. And if if anything... That gives you guys the inside jokes that you couldn't have when you guys are together. Um, again, SDRs are are the way of the world right now. And um, the best thing that we can do is we can acknowledge that it's there, but it should not stop us from loving and finding love and trying to find love and um, you know, being in a, in a situation with people. Inspired. 
Huh? Inspired yung Aaron Atayde with great ideas. Inspired with great yes, ideas. Yes, I'm inspired with great ideas. And as with adulting, guys, SDRs may be difficult, but it's doable. If you exert yes. the right amount of effort, and if the other person is willing to extend the same amount of effort, it will always work out. Kung gusto, may paraan. Kung ayaw, laging may dahilan. Yes. And the worst part, it's easier to ghost you now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't end it there. I'm not going to end it there. I'm going to uh, no, cut it. No, we're not going to end it there. We're not going to end it there. We're, what we're going to end it with is, if you want to find love in the quarantine time, it's possible. And Joyce is absolutely right. If you if you want it enough, it can happen. You just need to be a little bit more ingenuity, showing a little bit of, of what you can bring. And... and I think that that is the sweetest thing that you can do. If you can find ways to show love in a time where you can't show love the way that you used to, that's the biggest move and that's the biggest show of love. That's right. Um, so I guess that's it for this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got almost 40 minutes in wow. to this episode. Whenever we talk about relationships, it's always the longest. It really is. There's so much, so much that needs to be said. And of all days. Yes, really. and of all days, talaga, Erin Atayde. But we want to encourage <laughs> you guys listening to this podcast right now um, to just have hope. There is always hope. Even in the most dire situations, there's always hope. There's always ways to adapt. And I I feel like there always are opportunities that arises from crises. And one of the opportunities that we see here in SDR, although we are in the middle of a crisis, is what we mentioned earlier. We get to see love in all its different other forms apart from just physical connection. And that is amazing too. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of SOS in the books. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, please do uh, search Shot of Sanity SOS Podcast on Facebook. We are nearing 500 people in the group. Just everyone throwing in different ideas, throwing out questions and asking for tips on whatever. So please join in the conversation over there as well as online at Joy Spring and at Aaron Atide for me on your social media sites. Thank you guys for joining. We'll see you guys next time. Paalam! And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adultingwithjoyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam! Paalam!